You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Good uh, afternoon. And the Oscar is. The winner of the Oscar for Best Picture is. After the show! Oh, no, no. Oh, oh, no, no. It's not us. Do we uh, have to talk about that? We're so boring. Yeah. Everybody talked about it. Because we have not discussed us watching the Oscars yet. Because it uh, hadn't happened last time. Well, let's pretend like that part didn't happen so we can be different from every other schmuck who talks about this shit. So it didn't happen. It was really. uh, It went to Moonlight, and that was it. Yeah. (laughs) Moonlight was a good choice. It was. That was the one you wanted to win anyway. Yeah, I wanted either Moonlight or Manchester by the Sea to win, and they both got Oscars. So I wanted Hell or High Water because it was really good. Yeah, and that did got nothing. I know. That did got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, good Oscar ceremony, I thought. Jimmy Kimmel. Yep, I liked it. Pretty that. funny. Um, I mean, it's pretentious and up Hollywood's ass. I have no problem with that. It's still fun. We like movies. It's a it's an entertainment show. It's not. It's not like anything else. And yes, we should be more mindful. And this is not the before the after the show discussion. But what we've, what were we discussing? Not much, really. It's this. This yeah. is it. No, this isn't it. Because this isn't before the show. Do you not understand the concept? I don't understand it. What no. we were discussing before you hit record I just, I just would pick, be the before the after the show discussion. I just pick a topic discussion. to say at the beginning. But we weren't actually discussing anything except you dicking around with the computer and me getting my, my uh, there are no rules. sim starting. There are rules. Let's talk about the Oscars. Before the after the show discussion is before the discussion. Well, well, let's let's cancel that headline <laughs> and let's just have whatever it is about. Um so yeah, it, was, it wasn't about the Oscars. This is just a, no. I'm just saying. Let's bring up a topic at the beginning. So uh, the Oscars. Back to the Oscars. It is uh, was a good ceremony. I'm kind of over it, but okay. I like Justin Timberlake starting the. Yo, know, you're over it, but the listeners don't know our <laughs> opinion on it. The um, Justin Timberlake started the ceremony. I thought that was really cool. Doing the song from Trolls. It was like a lively, upbeat kind of thing instead of like what they normally start with. Still a lively, upbeat thing. What they normally start with, but they usually have a film that plays like where it's like. Like the year before, yeah, it was him. It was clips from all the movies. It was the person the year before. Don't remember. It was um, Doogie Howser. Correct. And it was him traveling to the studio, and he was and Game of Thrones. He was all right too. Yeah, he was all right. It was a little drier. I don't think he's that funny. Whereas I like Jimmy Kimmel. I think he's pretty funny. Jimmy Kimmel made a lot of stabs at Trump, and (laughs) which was obvious he was going to do that. Um. And there was that big controversy at the end, which has never happened. Um, I thought, oh, has this happened before? Has this ever happened? As Not just for Best Picture. For any other award in the Oscars, have they made a mistake before? And they haven't ever made a mistake. This I was wouldn't a, think so. This was like the biggest mistake you could make as well. <laughs> it, not only was it for the Best Picture, it was they give it to the wrong film. And then, it, good job that it didn't end. Because the, the Oscar broadcast is very timed. It's a good job it didn't end and everybody thought that the wrong movie won. That would Because that, that would have been a mess up, a real mess up, wouldn't it? But so at least it got sorted out. But yeah, it was a good Oscars, I thought. Um it wasn't super long. And uh I liked those they did a thing in the commercial breaks. It was a Walmart commercial essentially, but they, they had three filmmakers make a film based on a Walmart receipt. And I think the winner of that one goes to Seth Rogan. Um, his little film was the best one of the three. I yeah, I agree. Yeah, 
So uh, congratulations, Seth Rogen, on winning the Walmart. What did he say? I hope we win a Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> Do we get a Walmart? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, it was a cool ceremony. And congratulations to Moonlight for uh, Best Picture. Excellent film. We reviewed it last week. You can go and listen to that review. So it is Saturday, March the 4th. This is after the show number 469. And we're a movie review podcast, if you haven't guessed. And uh, we've done 469 of them. And this week's one is the movie Doctor Strange. Also nominated for an Oscar for special effects. Unfortunately, didn't win. But I think it went to the uh, Harry Potter movie, The Fantastic Beasts. The special effects. Yeah. So um, this is a 2016 movie. It's from our friends at Disney and Marvel. It's released on Blu-ray on February the 28th, so you can pick it up now. It came out this week. It's rated PG-13. And Sid Talk will give you a synopsis of the Marvel movie, Doctor Strange. Hmm. Well, we we know the words, what origin story means. And that's it. It is the origin story of Doctor Strange, who I thought... Because uh, there'll be spoilers, right? It's Doctor Strange. It's been around for 60 years, 50 years. So there's probably nothing we can say that's going to spoil the story, right? Um, I thought Doctor Strange, I've always thought he was a bad guy. I've never, I've only ever seen like a few images of him and I've never read a comic book. I've never ever heard anyone talk about him. So for some reason, I thought he was a bad guy. I can understand from the images on the front covers of the comics why you would think he's a bad he's guy. Because like, he looks kind of yeah. like, yeah, like a crazy magician or something. I don't know. Like well, a, It's mystical. Yeah, and it is his, you know, he's an uppity surgeon. Something happens. He learns about some magical shit. And then he becomes Doctor Strange. The Doctor Strange. That's it, really. It's to save the world. The the universe. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, Comic book movies, comic book stories are not very complex. There are super good guys and super bad guys. Villains that can destroy entire galaxies and universes. And then the, the one little guy with like a hammer or an iron suit or some magic can save it all. Yep. That's pretty much it. So uh, Doctor Strange is the beginning of this new phase of Marvel. They, they do them in these phases. It's phase three of Marvel. All leading up Whatever. to this Infinity War, which all the Infinity Gems are going to come together. At some point, and uh, there's going to be a big war with Thanos. And this is another stepping stone in that. And a lesser known character in the Marvel world, you know, everybody knows Iron Man and Spider-Man, but Doctor Strange, like you, who thought he was a bad guy, not a lot of people who are not into comics would know who he is. So I think this one might have been a harder sell for Marvel to people. But I think the trailers, because I saw the trailers, put the special effects made you interested in it because it's got some crazy special effects this movie it, um yeah it was nominated nominated it was nominated <laughs> for an oscar for all the special effects and it is full of special effects so um the story of doctor strange yes there will be some spoilers here i didn't know his story actually i actually didn't know he was a surgeon maybe there are different incarnations of him was he not maybe Maybe, no, he was when I looked him up in the mm. comics, but maybe I've seen a different version. You know, you know how comics go. There's 50. No, I don't. I don't read comics. There's 500 versions of the same person, like, it, depending on whose version of the comic you read. You know, Batman has many different versions, and uh, they're all very different. But, um, so this guy's a surgeon. He uh, is a bright, really good surgeon, right? It's made quite clear. He uh, has an accident, 
which means he, a surgeon's biggest asset are his steady hands. And his hands aren't steady anymore. So it kind of loses, he loses, for him, loses, he's lost his skill. His skill is being a surgeon. So he goes to seek um, knowledge. Arrogantly goes to seek a way to get his own abilities, wealth, and everything else back. He's never thought of his outside of his own up. self, yeah, really, has exact, he? that's the theme. He goes to, um, where does he go to? I was going to say Kathmandu. Shambhala, but he goes to Kathmandu. <laughs> and, that was uh, a funny joke. Yeah, in the- <laughs> it was, yeah. I will say, I like the way they mix the comedy with, I mean, it's serious. You know, you've got a big baddie who wants to suck our world into another dimension and a badness. Okay, that's bad. But then you have enough little Comic jibs looking. and jabs that aren't too much. Now, I'm not one for the one-liners and stuff, usually, because I kind of go, ugh. You know, I just want to feel the action. They don't overdo comedy. it. Not really. So I like that. There are, there are a couple of funny moments. And I one of think. them was the guy, he gets to the place, they let him in. He hands him this little fancy old-fashioned card that has the word Shambhala on it. Which you Shambhala. think is all mystical. And he and goes, stuff. uh, what is this, my mantra? And he goes... Well, that's our Wi-Fi password. We're not savages. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's really good to mix it all up. There. Also, uh, a couple if, of... A couple... If there was like a mystical force and a mystical group that had to protect Earth from some deeper g- horribleness out in the universe, they're going to have to be up to date. They can't just be functioning on 3,000-year-old technology and 3,000-year-old information. They're going to have to keep up. So. so when he goes to this ancient monastery-type place to go and, you know... Um, he he goes to try and seek something. He meets up with Tilda Swinton, who plays the ancient one, and she kind of learns him this mystical art to look outside yourself because there's more. There's a power that you. I'm assuming anybody can tap into this power as long as they're trained. It's not you don't have to be special, right? Because there's loads of people there training and they're doing it right. Maybe they have midichlorians in their blood. It's it's like you have to. <laughs> I go think what there. we'll find out is that there's something about you that draws you there. Right. Somehow gets something. you there. Yeah. Right. So he goes there. He starts to train. What I liked about this movie because it is an origin story, but it's kind of different to the origin stories we used to from Marvel. Yes, he goes to this place to train to be this dude, but he doesn't know what he's going to be. It's not like oh. I, I've been bit by a spider's head, so <laughs> spider powers are appearing. It's like, he doesn't really know what he's going to... He doesn't even believe in it at the beginning, because he's very scientific. And then she shows him. I really love that sequence where he's flying through the universe. And uh, she shows him, basically, like, just release your mind a little bit, like the Matrix. <laughs> and maybe you'll see outside of what we're confined here. And he, he, he does this big traveling through the universe sequence where he's seeing and then he learns and he's like, okay, he's in then, isn't he? And then they, uh, they train him. But what I really liked about the parts where they were training him, he's kind of crap at it because nobody gets this thing immediately. It's like, what do you have to do? You have to relax your brain and... Just think in a different way. That's yeah, it. I mean, like, she makes it sound really simple. But it isn't because he doesn't get it quickly, Right. Well, he refuses. Yeah. And then as like, soon as he lets it go, it, it works. So the, if it's that easy, we all should be able to go there and get it. <laughs> but um, uh, it's fiction. He, it manifests itself in crazy ways. This is what I liked about this movie. It's really, uh, it would be cliche to say mind bending, but it is mind bending in the way that I was thinking of The Matrix a lot. 
or Inception, where... That's just the visuals, though. Not just the visuals. The, the, the Matrix is about freeing... In the Matrix, it's a different scenario. It's a computer... You know, there's this world that's presented to you, but there is something outside of this world if you free your mind. That's the whole thing of the Matrix. This is the same thing. There's another... There's multiple dimensions to this place. Well, it's the multiverse. It's the idea of a multiverse. Yeah, if you look, the the way the movie is presented is if you look outside of yourself and outside of this world in a certain way, you will see everything. Like, it'll all be clear to you, the same as in The Matrix. But in this movie, it's displayed in a really interesting way. Like, the visuals really tell it in an interesting way, I think. The way he sees it in his mind, the way they manipulate... I don't understand 100% how it all works. There are sequences where they're folding time and space, I guess. And like the city or the buildings are folding in on themselves and stuff, but there's no destruction. It's just like you're well, seeing, the mirrorverse. Mirror you're seeing the different versions of it all at once, right? No, they're saying we put you in the mirror, whatever it's called, mirror dimension. That's just a reflection of the real, of our dimension. Anything we do in here, it doesn't really affect the real world. So you could leave the mirror dimension as it is, and it will always be the same. But if you mess with it, it doesn't get reflected in the real world. Which is like we watched Legion this week on a TV. There's also a, 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 a part in Legion with the X-Men, which obviously ties into Doctor Strange because the X-Men and everything, where there's a portion of Legion's story where he can go and it doesn't affect anything inside that inside the bat where probably the Concord's guy is. It's like a... Yeah, but apparently idol. that's not accurate. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> or, or you don't know where that's going. But yeah, that uses the same kind of... Is it a scientific theory? or is There it... are theories of multiverse, but I don't know how scientific it is. Yeah, so this um, Doctor Strange universe, he's getting his powers slowly, which I really liked. Like, he's fighting with the main guy in this in one of the places, and... He picks up something that is obviously super magical in some way or super... And the guy goes, you don't know how to use that, do you? Mm. And he's like... And just throws it at him. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. So it's like, there's a huge power to be had. It's just that Doctor Strange... He's just a guy. doesn't know what he's got, does Correct. he? He's, he's, he? I like the part where he like he can conjure like magical shields in front of him. He conjures one and then he conjures another one. And then that one just disappears like it goes out like a candle. Yeah, and uh, he's because he's kind of crap. He d- he didn't really right. know. It's what like he's baby doing. magic. He's so, taking baby steps. So it's cool. I like all that part. I like the actors in this movie. They're all kind of good actors, so it lends a bit more credibility to the whole thing. Like there are some moments, and it's just a superhero movie, but not to poo-poo on superhero movies. But there are some moments where. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch really puts on the acting chops, like like way further than he needs to in a movie like this. There, there are some like emotional scenes that he does. He's got quite a bit of comedy, which I didn't expect. I thought he was going to be super serious. The part where he um, is basically operating on himself almost. It's yeah. really funny. Like it, yeah. it's, it's funny. Yeah, it's like fantastical and surreal at the same time. Um, I liked how it looked. The special effects are really good. I don't know about Oscar-nominated special effects. Um, 
like you said, it looks very CG. Yeah, but I then, thought it was then pretty it, then CGI. It is CG, so... I mean, it's made I know, of but it's, it, it's aware. Like, and it's what, what did we that, say we watched a few weeks ago that you were like, holy shit, all that's made up and you weren't aware of it. It doesn't jump in your face. When you're in a scene where every single building and every single brick is moving and undulating and the bodies are a little bit ragdoll looking, it's just like, boom, CG. If it doesn't do that, even in Inception, it doesn't look that over the top. It's like the world folds up and you get the... But it's not all twisty and weird. That's when it starts looking like it's been drawn and created. Even though it looks realistic. I don't know what that would look like. But that's why I was like, it's just a little too much. And it had that weird grayish filter again. Not quite as dark as a Arrival. But that stupid, like, let's just have it bright and crystal clear. I don't need any dullness. That's the Avengers, I'm, though, isn't it? But if I'm in a cave, that's fine. But not if I'm out in the middle of the day in the city. I don't want it to be at all gray. If you're out in the middle of the day in the city in real life, the skyscrapers cast like a dark hue. No, to I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about I'm talking about shadows and stuff. I'm talking about this like because they seem to not be able to make the CGI look perfectly clear. They just then make everything else look a little bit. That they tone down the. The contrast or something, and it makes everything a little muddier than it should be. Yeah, that'd be well, my only complaint. I like, yeah, I, I did like the special effects because they demonstrated like it's a hard thing to wrap your head around. Um, one of the you know the concept of this movie, you've got to they've got to represent it to you in a simple kind of way to make to, there's a lot for, to tell you to visually make sense. One of the things I thought was really outstanding was the the hallway with the three doors at the end where you can... There's three yeah, doors that I go to that. three different places in the world. Yeah, I love that. And the way Doctor Strange dispatches of the enemies is like throws them through the door into the desert, for instance. And then change the channel. And then changes the channel <laughs> to like the forest. And then that person in the desert has no exit anymore. So I love that. That was, like, it was a really cool concept. I was hoping that was going to be the concept that ended the big baddie kind of thing, that kind of send them somewhere where they can't ever get out of, you know, instead of... Well, they can't not get out of the desert. Well, It's just the desert. It's, or, not, like, it's not like on Beetlejuice where you're trapped in how that about dimension. The, how about that desert down that hall is on a planet 50 billion star mm. solar systems away from where you are? You know, like it doesn't... It, we just assume it's the Earth, but it might not be. True. So... I, I like the idea of that. Um, Doctor Strange, the the vibe of Doctor Strange uh, seems to me like it would fit with Guardians of the Galaxy. Because Guardians of the Galaxy explores places you've never seen. I feel like Doctor Strange would be a good team up with Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy are coming to the new Avengers film. And Doctor Strange is also coming to the new Avengers film. It'll be interesting to see what they do with all the multiverses and stuff. Which they're just delving into now. Marvel movies have been pretty straightforward up to this point. They didn't mess with the mystical. They just It was like, you know, yes, there was Otherworld, Thor, for instance. But they didn't mess with this kind of thing. Spiritual, mystical, at all, did they? Or did they? No. I mean, it's part of their world. But... I mean, as it is part of the world, but now they're actually dipping into it. I guess they didn't dip into it too soon. Because, like I said to you, by the end of this movie, we've seen Doctor Strange do some amazing things. And I said, some of those powers are like overpowered, almost. 
Whenever you involve like time travel in something, it can fix anything. And that's sometimes an issue, like I think in superhero things where you're like, okay, anything can happen now because it can be fixed. With a consequence in this in this one. But still, it does it, it takes a lot of the uh and you know that superheroes are always gonna win anyway, but it takes a lot of the peril out of it. <laughs> Spoiler! Yeah, oh yeah, superheroes are always going to win. Uh, maybe sometimes they will be they no, Marvel haven't ever done it, have they? They've never done one of their movies where the good guys lose at the end. Not yet. Well, we do it where they're a little bit downtrodden and some In big Avengers. bad thing. Like just like Star Wars. You know, you got that vibe. You're up, you're Empire down. Empire Strikes you're up, you're Back down. has that doomed vibe to it. Like it's not a it's not a clean ending where you're like, oh the rebels are winning. It's like, oh shit, there's no hope for them. <laughs> I would like them to do that one t- at one point, Marvel. I'd like them to do an Avengers movie, like the big Avengers movie, and it actually go to shit at the end. Like, certainly have to come back from it. But, um. Good attitude. Well, it's just something that's not been done yet. You know, we root for the superheroes and they win. That's what happens, right? The person who's the main person, Doctor Strange, for instance, it's not going to be a bad ending for him, probably. <laughs> I'm not giving you the spoiler on this, but you know how Marvel movies go. So, yeah, I like the special effects. This has a really awesome score. It kind of has hints of the Avengers and hints of, weirdly, Star Trek, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek. It sounded a lot like that theme, like almost... Pretty grand. Yeah. And there's a lot of it. There's a really cool version of it in the credits that's like a sitar version of it, which kind of fits with where he went training. Um, I like that too. Special effects are cool. Actors are good. Anything uh, stood out to you? Before we go, I was like, it's a good adventure. I mean, I knew nothing about it, so this is my only source of information about Doctor Strange. So, I like that it tells me the story. I was really compelled by a story. Obviously, an arrogant asshole who thinks you know, you know, he's the center of the universe. Like Tony Stark. I know when they try to pretend, they're like, <laughs> the arc of his story is so unique. No, it doesn't. Ant Man was down on his luck, a little like little jerk who just didn't care about anything, involved in some petty crimes and. All of a sudden had an arc of finding out that he could do something bigger than himself and decides to help fight crime. <laughs> bigger than himself. Or smaller than I himself. I get it. And even Bruce Wayne, you know, wallowed in self-pity for many, many years. Yes, he's a rich guy. And then he decides he wants to do something bigger and better. So then Walleye becomes Batman. I mean, it's not like... It's not like an old... It's an old story. So let's not give Doctor Strange any more credit than he deserves. He's just like all the other Stan Lee stories. But I don't mind it because it's told in a, you know, his own arrogance brings him down to the point of this happening. He so. needs to look beyond himself and she yeah. has a realization at some point yeah. that, oh, okay. It's I just not- love that it's not all about you. Yeah. Which- and while I disagree with that when it comes to me, I <laughs> agree with that when it comes to everybody else. <laughs> But yeah, he does have a realization that turns him into the superhero of Doctor Strange, I guess. Like, there's a point where he... I like, actually like his story. I like that it's, it is different to the other stories. And his powers are really interesting. Because his powers are, as far as I could tell, anybody could have these powers if they... Like he said, like she said, how did you become a surgeon? And he said, years and years of research and reading and practical application. And she said, exactly. That's she what, didn't say anything. She just raised well, her eyebrow. You, that, that's what you do here. Like, and, and he, because he's good at that, because he, he trained to become a good surgeon, he, so yes, I guess it's not anybody who could do it. You have to have a certain 
way about you. Like, he can read really fast. It's quite clear. He takes some books back to the library in it, and he's like, have you read all them already? Like, it, it's like he's he's a good studier. So be, good, be a good studier and be good at school kids. That's what it's telling you. So moving on to the cast, Benedict Cumberbatch plays Dr. Stephen Strange. How do you like Benedict Cumberbatch has this character? He's fine. I disagree that he makes me feel like he's a heroic kind of guy. I don't feel that at all, ever. I feel, I feel like, like he's, he's a bit arrogant. bumbling as well. Like he's not 100% ready yeah, to be I mean, a superhero. Yeah, I mean, that's the character. But I'm talking about him, him as an actor. He doesn't give me the heroic vibe. He gives me more the snotty intellectual vibe who still believes he's above it all. Yeah. And now that he's had this revelation that it's not about him, he still thinks he's the one that can kind of solve everybody's problems possibly. Because there's an end scene after the credit type thing where he's talking to Thor. Yeah. <laughs> and that's him as Doctor Strange. Like, yeah. And he still comes across as an arrogant. arrogant yeah. yeah. So I feel yeah. like he's never heroic to me. He never has... He's more like... The way we're introduced to him is he's Mr. Attention Whore, right? He wants all the attention. Yeah. He wants CNN to talk to him. He wants to be in the magazines. He wants everybody to know what a great guy he is. And in the end, he still is that. He just now has a new thing he's going to do with he's it. He's literally the doctor version of Tony Stark at the beginning. <laughs> I mean, he, he's just like an... Att- he's yeah, like, of course. He's just that. That's what I'm saying. It's an I mean, old Stan Lee was fairly like... Uh, yeah, yeah, let's take the same thing and dress it up a little yeah, bit Yeah, like, like, hmm, we've never had a surgeon. What would that involve? Oh, we've never had a... What's an Ant- Ant-Man? What was he? Did you say? Oh, it was a petty thief. We've never yeah. done a petty thief. We've never <laughs> done... <laughs> so, uh, Chua Joel Ejiofor plays Mordo. Let's see. Uh, what do you think of him? I mean, he is good. Like I yeah. say, there's a good cast of... They're very good actors in this. I was going to say, like... Well, Marvels seem to attract a good cast, don't they? I mean, I said to you, it's probably because they pay a lot of money. <laughs> it's not because they've got, like, super intellectual rich material. It's more like, if you get involved in one of these franchises, money-wise, you're pretty much sorted, aren't you? So, what do you think of this guy? He plays Mordo. He's like a... He's good, because, you know, he's solid. He's... Who's Mordo, first off? like He's like the guy who... Kind of links him to the Ancient One and then is part of his training. Yeah. He's like Morpheus. <laughs> kind of. No. It's like the Chewy Joel version of... I disagree, but... But, uh, yeah, he's he's wise. He'll teach you how to fight. He's that guy. I liked him. He's good. Benedict Wong plays Wong. He's the custodian of the books in the library of the temple. So if you want to go and learn stuff, you go to see him and he'll get you the right books. Um, he's a kind of a comedy character. Yeah. He's pretty funny. Um, he doesn't get a lot to do, unfortunately. I think we might see more of him in, in the next movies. Rachel McAdams plays Christine Palmer. What, what do you think of uh, her? She's, She's good, because she had a couple of parts where, you know, she had, is a little more funny and a little more active. But she's not, like, you know, involved in the action portions other than she was once the a, hospital. She's a surgeon in the hospital. And... So. and Dr. Stephen Strange, uh, she was in a romantic relationship with him at some point. Right. Um, but yeah, she's the... It's quite funny, like you say. There's there's a really funny part um, with her where she's operating on him. I really enjoyed that part. I thought it was really funny. I thought that was really clever too. The use of the real world to defeat characters in the... Yeah, I like that. that. was I like really, that. You know, with the... Yep. That was really cool. 
Uh, Mads Mikkelsen plays Kekilus. He's the bad guy. Mads Mikkelsen, you'll know him from um, Hannibal. You'll also know him from Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Um, he's a, I think he's from Denmark. He's real mysterious. He's, oh, you'll also know him from Rogue One. Duh. <coughs> what did you think of him? I mean... He's good. He's the same a lot. He's menacing, right? Yeah, he's menacing and he's the same a lot. He runs a lot. He stares him down a lot. There's a few lines where he's pretty intense. There's nothing... Most of the time they have to hold his face very, very perfect because his eyes and around his eyes are kind of semi-CGI yeah. and makeup. So you get a lot of just shots of his face and him just talking. He looks like his eyes been, look pretty cool, but I mean, like uh, his eyes have been bedazzled. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I like I like him. I actually like him as an actor. He is very sinister. If you go and watch Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, he's a sinister motherfucker. You, you don't want to mess with him. But um, in this, he's a pretty standard Marvel bad guy. I think he's got one purpose, and he'll keep doing it until he wins or loses. Tilda Swinton plays the Ancient One. I really like her, and Isn't she's Sw- funny. Swinton or Swindon? Swinton, oh. with a T. She is very, um, like, funny in this, wise. She's. I like her when she's fighting. That opening scene where, where she's running up the buildings and stuff with Mads Mikkelsen. That's awesome. I really like that. I like how they uh, do a circle with their arms and um, open a gate into somewhere else and just step through it. That's really cool. Um, what did you think of Tilda? Yeah, so she's really good. I really liked her, and I'm I'm not I'm not I'm neutral on her. I've never been huge fan or anti Tilda Tilda, um, but I liked her a lot. I thought she was balanced at just right, and she was the one that sort of embodied the idea of, of course, this ancient guru shit is going to have to be in tune with your modern technology. She yeah. understands all the you know, like even the Wong guy has um, headphones. He's listening to music. Beyonce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is directed by Scott Derrickson. Um, he also directed The Day the Earth Stood Still, the one with Keanu Reeves, the remake that came out, which I thought was okay. Mm. And he also directed Sinister, which was a horror film from just a while back. It was a, actually a big hit, Sinister. Um, but I think he did a really good job here because this movie is very different to the other Marvel movies in, in the way it looks. And I like. I think he. I didn't know a lot about Doctor Strange, but it made me interested in seeing more Doctor Strange. And I like what he can do. Like I, I, I definitely understand what can be done in that now. And this really goes to grand places. I mean, it goes outside of our. It goes. It's crazy. It got the. I was going to say the end boss. Like this is a game, <laughs> but you know the big guy. <laughs> that's awesome. That that whole in the really universe good. kind yeah. of thing. You know. Another thing that's very CGI-ish, very Doctor Who-ish. Yeah. Very. It's like old school. It's like they went with the old school ideas of how to make some weird spacey galactic Almost like that look. would have been in the comic book. Just looking yeah, like exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Draw it and then and turn it into that yeah. weird. It just looks like synopsis of the brain all connecting and shit. That's what it kind of looked like to me. Yeah, it did. But it was Micro- interesting. Yeah. I just like where this can go. It's different to the other Marvel movies. It really is. Like, aside from maybe Guardians of the Galaxy, which you never know where that's going. Like, because it can go any planet, any place. Like, I did think he looked like that other guy. I instantly thought, I don't know his name. I still don't. But with the glove from Guardians of the Galaxy. Chris Pratt. No. No. (laughs) The bad guy in the big bad place looked just like the bad guy from Thanos. Yes. Yeah. Very similar. I actually yeah. thought it was Woody Harrelson's face they were using, but apparently not. No, apparently not. 
he's uh, tied up doing Star Wars <laughs> at the moment. So, uh, yeah, I think this director did a good job. The action sequences are really good. Um, the, the I think they hit it right with the balance of comedy and serious. It's a, actually a really good superhero movie. And one, I wasn't expecting to be that. I was thinking... This is, you know, it's not, I don't know this character that much. What will they do with this? I don't expect much, but it, I got more than what I expected, so I enjoyed it a lot. Extras on this Blu-ray. There are a bunch, actually, this time. You get um, A Strange Transformation, Strange Company, The Fabric of Reality, Across Time and Space, The Scorcerer Supreme. See what they did there? It's about the score. That's like the making of. It's split into those five parts. They're all really good. They're like... um. They're not... I mean, they do talk about themselves a lot, Marvel, don't they? The MCU, the MCU. There's a Stop lot of Stop abbreviating everything. Yeah. For fuck's sake, eventually we're just going to be saying letters. A, X, M, F, L, R, N, and the X, Y, Z, and the F, M, R, and the X, Y, R. As a, as be, I mean, I know words and letters are code anyway, but we're really trying to distill it down. I don't like a- that. There's a Marvel Studios Phase 3 look, which tells you the next four or five movies that are coming and shows you pretty much the roadmap for what you're going to get Marvel from now on. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and then another Thor movie, and then a Black Panther movie, and then finally uh, get into the Avengers Infinity War double movie. Uh, so yeah, you're, you're sorted till about 2022, I think, <laughs> with what they're doing. Um... There's an audio commentary with Scott Derrickson. There's deleted scenes and a gag reel. I mean, it's a bunch of stuff. Still, I still, I'm disappointed that they don't do Marvel one shots anymore. They, we all know that you are. They you have the capability to do them. They just don't do them. It's like I don't know. They, they, they were one of my favorite parts. Um, but in conclusion, on Doctor Strange, I am a big Marvel fanboy. I love Marvel stuff. You're not a fan. I actually have a Marvel encyclopedia in my living room. Um, that's how marvel I like. I like Marvel a lot. Where did you get that? I got it for Christmas from you. Correct. But it's a giant. You could actually kill somebody with it. It's pretty heavy. <laughs> that's it. That's your superpower, yeah. is that book. Killing people with my Marvel encyclopedia. Um, but yeah, I love this. I thought it was really good. I, I can watch... I'll just keep churning the Marvel movies out. I will watch them every time. So uh, what did you think? I loved it. I really had a good time. I don't ask for much from these kind of movies, and that's it. If I don't sit there bored or rolling my eyes constantly because it's just stupid, and a lot of people might think it's stupid, but I have a good time. I just kind of let it go. I want to hear the story of the guy. And, um, you know, it's interesting to explore, like, what's the biggest, baddest thing that could happen to our planet and to humanity, and how do we defeat it? You know, I think that's... Always fun. And that's what you always get from a superhero movie. Correct. Yeah, Marvel always deliver. I like that it's all intertwined and joined together. If you go back and watch the very first Marvel movie and you'll watch the very latest one, there's always some kind of link to them throughout. Stay after the credits, by the way. There are two end scenes on Doctor Strange. One All the way at the end. One at the beginning, one right at the very end. Both interesting and both learn you something new about what's going to happen next. Um... So if you want to enter a contest, go to aschoolie.com. You can win some stuff. Next week's Blu-ray review is Oscar-nominated. We're still on... We've not dropped the Oscar-nominated. This one was Oscar-nominated. Last week's was the best picture. This next week will be Nocturnal Animals, which is also an Oscar-nominated. We'll see that next week. Starring Amy Adams and Michael Shannon. And Jake Gyllenhaal. 
So, uh, movie recommendations. I am going on the Doctor Strange. One's based on that. If you like Doctor Strange, you might like these. Inception from uh, Mr. Christopher Nolan. Mind-bending film. You need to see more than once to really get what the hell is it's all about. And the other one is not a film at all. It's Legion on uh, FX, the new TV show from Noah Hawley, who's the Fargo guy. Uh, it's about Legion. He's one of the X-Men. And uh, it is all very much like Doctor Strange because it deals with the same type of scenario. The multiverse is inside people's... It's more psychological. Kind of 12 Monkeys-ish. Um, do you like Legion? I like it a lot, except that it is not moving forward. It's all style over substance with a tiny little, one little grain at a time of, like, moving the story forward. What we're watching when we're watching entertainment things, unless you're watching a music concert, if you're watching a story be told with a movie or a TV show, it is a story. And stories have progression. This has very little progression. He is what he is, but he doesn't know what he is. And now all these people are trying to figure it out, and they're diving into his mind, and we're still not learning anything. We're a little bit Just muddied little about bits and what... Pieces. But you're not learning anything. He may have been violent, or maybe not. Or maybe he's guarding himself. It's taken us three fucking episodes to get to that. That maybe he's been able to keep you from knowing what's in his mind. Duh. You could have told me that in one sentence, right? I don't need all the visuals... Without any substance. I love looking at the it. The visuals are amazing. I mean, it it's is... It's really fun. Yeah, it looks it's great. It's amazing. It's, it is. It's better than some movies, that, or most movies that you see, in terms of cinematography. Like, it's like, whoa. I don't you know mean? about the cinematography part, but definitely the effects and things like that are way above what we're used to with TV shows. It's not Doctor Who-ish. No, it's like watching a <laughs> film. It, yeah. If this was we an pick on Doctor film. Who because it's... Cute, bad. Yeah, they know it's bad. bad. Yeah. They make it that way. Or old Star Trek, because, and even new Star Trek, even Next Generation. There's a lot of places when I watch them back now, it's like, whoa. I mean, you know, it's obvious a paper mache rock and a back painted backsplash of the planet, you know, that kind of stuff. This is more like above that. Yeah. And I like it, but. I'm in love with the characters. It needs to be something that moves me forward. And week to week, I'm just waiting. Okay, this week we're going to have a revelation of some kind. I'm not just going to see his sister in some weird, fucked up looking prison, which was cool. And she met her old, his old doctor, which tells me nothing. Nothing. And then she, the, the, the girl who touches people gets swapped around and she got swapped around and that guy got away. But that didn't do anything. The only thing we learned in that entire episode is that he can go from in his mind. To the outside. Yeah, but can he? Yeah. Because that's, that's the thing, isn't it? Is it like a rubber band? Is he just like going to snap back into his mind? But there's no... I don't mind the lack of explanation. I just lack the lack of content. Yeah, it's like the whole season's the origin story of Legion, right? Yeah. And eventually, we're definitely going to figure it all out by the end of it. But, like you say, it's a lot of delving into the mind and very... Um, Scenes that pose more questions than answers at the moment, anyway. But I love the characters. I love how it looks. I love Noah Hawley's stuff, he, uh, Fargo guy. I, I just like how he... It's just like every shot. It's like Wes Anderson kind of thing. Everything is so deliberate and planned. And if you look around in the backgrounds of scenes and stuff, there are clues and things in there. It's like something that you could watch multiple times and probably find things. Because it's 
it's very designed. But I recommend it. It's Legion. It's on FX. They're on episode four. There's going to be eight. So uh, it's a good t- good place to tune in. So what are your recommendations? This week, as with my last few weeks, I'm going with the theme of 1987. Movies that were released in that time and that year. And this this time, we've got a couple of okay ones. I don't know about Beverly Hills Cop 2. Not as good as the first one, but hey, Beverly Hills Cop. I think I might have liked the second one better. Really? Yeah. And then The Untouchables, which was quite Kevin good. Kevin very Kevin good. Costner, Sean Connery. Oscars. Lots Oscars. of Oscars. I yeah. believe it won, yeah. it won Best Picture. Yeah, I believe so. I have to confirm that. But, uh, yeah, Untouchables. Unlike it's, you know, it was a throwback to the 30s and Prohibition and all that stuff. And So I'm playing a uh, Games and A Scully stuff, a new game this week called Horizon Zero Dawn. This is a game that's been a long time coming from Sony. It's one of their first party games on the PlayStation 4. Um, if you ever saw the trailer for it, it's the one where you're a young lady who's like hunting with a bow and she's in a world full of robots, robot monsters, like dinosaur-y robots. And you're not kind of sure why or what or where is this world or, you know, so I'm working through it now and I'm really enjoying every minute of it. How gorgeous is this game, um, Horizon? It looks really amazing. Really? Like it's one of the best looking games I've seen on anything. Um, it's not down to, like, the technical prowess of the game or anything. It's just the artwork, like, strands of grass, and, like, when you're hunting the robots, they look really cool. The animation. Did it win an award? It, it won Best Actor for Sean Connery, and uh, it was nominated We're talking for... about the Untouchables. <laughs> yeah, Best Art Direction, Best Costume, Best Music, Original Score. It was nominated and only won Best Actor for Sean Connery. Right. So, yeah, this Horizon Zero Dawn, it's a... The kind of game it is, it's a adventure game. I would cross it... If I had to say what it was like, it's like the new Tomb Raider games crossed with an open-world game like The Witcher, where you can go anywhere, do anything. Um, but looks way better. But looks better than any... You know, it's, it's just an incredible-looking game. And you're uncovering the mystery of... At the beginning... She's called Aloy, the girl who I believe she's going to become one of Sony's staple things. She's so iconic, uh, you know. I you like her almost immediately. I think she looks like Jon Snow, not yeah. like Jon Snow, but the woman from there that yeah, says Jon Snow. But she's like this iconic, you know, character who you start off and she's a child. Like you play with her for a while as a child. You play as her. Yeah, and um, not with her. <laughs> you. Uh, you know, she's in this world. She's been outcast. She's an outcast. Um, she doesn't know who her mother is. Um, and this guy's took her on as a, a as, uh, as a father. He's not really a father, but he kind of has been a father to her. And he's trained her in hunting. And you see her being brought up. And she's always questioning why, whenever she goes near anybody else, like kids and stuff, they just like say, oh, don't go near her. She's, you know, she's an outcast. And she's always as a little kid been shunned away from everything and she never really understood why and she's all these tribes around her don't want anything to do with her some like the kids bully her and her only question is like who is my mother and this old lady who's been taking care of her and this father figure they keep telling her that the mountain has a mother she was birthed from the mountain they just found her in a crib inside the mountain so the mountain actually gave birth to her and she's like 
she doesn't know like what that sounds crazy it sounds crazy but it's like a spiritual thing right you know like um we found this baby in the mountain and the mountain delivered it as a gift and she doesn't really understand what is going on why she's outcast and the whole game is like her search to find out what the hell's going on here and who her mother is why there are robots wandering this land you find out throughout the game, like I'm finding out, and finding little artifacts from the old world. And they seem to be artifacts from our world. Like, Which is cool. Yeah, you find like, oh, here's an ancient bracelet. And when you look at it closely, it's actually a Casio digital watch. <laughs> they think it's an ancient bracelet because to them, ancient times was... This is quite clearly Earth. But ancient times were when we existed. And now, however many years later this is, and robots run the earth and everything is... I actually found a city and all the skyscrapers... It's like The Last of Us, everything's destroyed, but the the robots are running around the skyscrapers and stuff. And it was really cool looking. And I was like, what happened here? Like, exactly. What? It'd be interesting, you know, you're going to find out, apparently. So, it's an awesome game. It looks awesome. It plays really well. The hunting is really fun. You, you know, you're not using a gun or anything because there is none of that. Using the bow and arrow, it's back to basics, you know. It is. It's a cool game. Yeah. And it's slowly unwinding, which is cool. And it's a long game, apparently. 50 hours, they're saying. So it's not like a, a game that you'll finish in a weekend. It's just a fun, long action RPG, I would call it. Um, I can't recommend it highly enough. It's like one of PlayStation's, you know, shining jewels. If you've, It's the kind of game where people who don't have a PS4 might see it and go, oh, holy crap, I need to get a PS4, i got to play that. It's one of those type of AAA games. So, uh, yeah, I'll tell you more about it as I go through it. But at the moment, I have probably played 10 hours, and I would say it is fantastic. So, um, Svenguli, what is it? Svenguli is a horror, horror host, horror, H-O-R-R-O-R, uh, who presents a two-hour show on Saturday night on MeTV, in which he does some bad jokes, bad being subjective, and presents a movie, which is usually old. And this how week, was last week's movie first? Oh my then? god. I didn't even want to finish it. It got started and I was just like, are we really going to watch this it's, shit? It was really crazy. And I love old crappy movies. I love old crappy movies. King Kong, the original, is one of my favorites. Not that it's crappy, but I love all that stuff. This one was just... It didn't even... It barely made sense. <laughs> <laughs> it was like... It was bizarre. All Monsters Attack is the original name, I think, as translated from Japanese. But it's like the... Son of Godzilla? But it's nothing about Godzilla at all. No. Except that in the real world, they do mention that Godzilla, you know, it's It's after Godzilla has attacked, (laughs) right? So the real world, they do mention Godzilla. Yeah, it's weird. But then you go into this boy's brain, because he's dreaming, and he dreams of meeting Godzilla's little son, and the son can get big and little. It's weird. And it was really bad. Just bad. And I was just like, ugh. I think I would have fall. I probably fell asleep. I don't think I fell asleep. I hated it so much. So that one wasn't fun for me, except that it was so bad, and you liked it, which was hilarious. I didn't like it, <laughs> but I couldn't that. believe what what was happening. <laughs> yeah. It was weird. I need. And I, you said, uh, I, you'd want to waste your time watching this, and I yeah. said, no, I re- I actually want to see where this. Like this is so weird and stupid. I needed to find something where else this, to do with my time. Where does this go? Like. And it goes... I felt dirty, like I needed to be productive. I can sit... Hey, I can sit and watch 10 hours of Star Trek laying on the couch, covered in a blanket, doing nothing but eating chocolate, right? As unproductive as it comes. So I'm not throwing any stones at sitting and doing nothing. 
But that made me feel like I had to do something more with my life while I was watching it. Was- very so bizarre, yes. But that was the end of the Godzilla month. It was four weeks of Godzilla movies. Now we're up to Werewolf of London, 1935. And we will see how that goes. And that will start in about an hour and a half. It's fun, 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 fun. And what's for dinner, as you can see? Well, they can't see anything. It's the radio. <laughs> Internet radio. It's the radio. <laughs> well, you got lucky this week. You follow people on Twitter quite closely. And someone called CheapyD from CAGCast or uh, CheapassGamer.com said, hey, would anybody like to try this whatever? I've got some codes. So you replied to him and he sent you a code for a free week, which is three meals, which isn't a week, but um, three meals from HelloFresh.com. They send you a box with three meals in it or whatever you order. And inside of there are fresh ingredients, actual tomatoes and peppers and avocado and feta cheese and bread. I'm looking at the picture now of the stuff I took a picture of today. They're in little individual cardboard boxes. So you boxes. prepare it yourself, but they send you everything you need, except for some reason they don't send you a little bottle of olive oil. No. I don't understand why. None of them have. The other one also, we got another one a few weeks ago. I think it, they just say it's something everybody has in the kitchen. That's what they say. Everybody has salt and pepper and olive oil. Yeah, not true. Not true, I, I, I only have about three tablespoons, which is precisely what I need for this, but... um. So I'm going to put together a fatouche salad, I think it's called. Yeah, it looks really yummy. So it's like a lot of bread. It's like a flatbread, tomatoes, olives, feta cheese, chickpeas, Middle Eastern spices, some garlic. And it says it takes about 30 minutes to prepare. I've already done the chopping. We got the veggie box. You yeah. can have a meat box. We're vegetarian, or... by yeah. the way. So well, there's a meat one if you this want. This is why we added the food section to this uh, movie podcast discussion, because... We turned, when people say they turned vegetarian, it's hilarious. We turned vegetarian magically about nine nine years ago. Is it nine years now? Yeah, about. And um, we just love finding, I love finding new things to have and to try and to cook. And this is fun because it says, here's a meal. Anybody can prepare this. Pretty much. This is just chopping. Yeah, chopping and frying a couple of things in a pan. I mean, and putting something in the oven. It's, it's none yeah. of it's really super complicated. I think complicated. I can actually do this in a skillet. I was reading the alternate way. You can toast them in the skillet. It's not super complicated. No. So, um, it's level one cooking. Yeah. But we have three of them. So tonight, tomorrow, and the next night, potentially. Oh. Well, they don't last very long. It's, They're fresh ingredients. It says they last three days-ish. All right. So we just got it today. So <laughs> might as well eat it all. So it's HelloFresh. Fatouche salad is what's Yeah, and we're not sponsored by them. We just tried it. And what's my advice, you say? D. D? <laughs> it says D ah, in the outline. It does, and I forgot to copy it from the other thing, and of course I forgot my exact words. Oh, yeah. My advice this week is... Because I found, we found out recently that my father, who I've never been very close to, but I've tried to bridge the gap over the last couple of years, you know, that's not nothing's going to undo how you see someone, really. Not me, anyway. I mean, I'm not one of those people. But I've tried to bridge the gap. He's 77. I knew he wasn't well. He's very, very stubborn and very, very, very old-fashioned, private. This is why I'm telling the whole world his story. But um, you don't know who he is. But we found out that he has some cancer. This is how he'd tell you. Well, I got some cancer. Whatever. I don't do nothing about it. Might as well just fall over and die. I mean, he's very rough. He's very rough around. It's a different situation. It's not the type of person most of us would be used to dealing with when it comes to facing your mortality, right? He's not like most people. So I went to visit him the other day, which I haven't really done much over the last years, but I try. I've been trying. So I spent the entire day and stayed all night at his house, just the two of us. 
and observing him and understanding how he is as a person. I do not like his behaviors. I have deplored and hated and despised his behaviors in the past. Um, and yet I have to look at it a little more objectively and think he's a, he's a human being who has who he is. I wouldn't want him to change who he is, but to add to who he is, right? right? Over the years, maybe add a little something to that. If you, if the way he is, is if you tell him something and then you change it or he thinks you're lying or you're trying to screw him over, that's it. You can fuck off forever. He does not want anything to do with you. There's no explaining it. There's no, yeah, but fill in the blank for his name. There's none of that. You, He is done. And he will think you're a shyster and you're trying to scam him out of something. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. That's just... So he can keep that stubbornness, be that person who's cynical and skeptical, but add a little bit to it to where you go, okay, I get it. I think you're trying to screw me over, but... I'll listen to your explanation, right? Add a little bit to who you are. Don't take away. Just add a little bit. And if you still come to the same conclusion, after you've taken a chance, given somebody a little bit more of a chance, and you still come back and go, oh, nope, you know, you're still stuck to your original conclusion, that's fine. So that's my advice. Like, don't change who you are. Maybe you're naturally bitchy, which is the way I am. I'm naturally kind of cold, kind of like... I've caught my reflection in the mirror or in a window or something sometimes, and I look super bitchy when I'm just walking. I'm not even trying. I'm just like... Who did you say you you looked... We watched the trailer for Ghost in the Shell, and Scarlett Johansson was on it, and you said, wow, she always looks bitchy. No, it was when she was at the Oscars. Yeah, she just looks... She just looks bitchy. (laughs) Right, and that doesn't mean she is, but there's this vibe of Mm -hmm. like... And I think, I think, from my point of view anyway, it's a person who's a bit more of solid, like, I like solitude. I like being alone. I'm not a big people person, right? I don't want to change that. But I can add to it by saying, you know what? I can have a lot of alone time in my life. I have a lot of years. I have a lot of hours. I can be alone. So if I want to add to that, being married to someone <laughs> and balance the time that I spend with another human being, and get my alone time, that means I'm not changing who I am. I'm not sacrificing that core personality trait that I have. No. But I'm adding something to it where I can spend all my time with you for a couple of days, and then I need to be alone, and I go have my alone time. I don't give it up. So if you can find a way to not change who you are, just add something to it. Add something to, you know, I'm stubborn, And now I'm also going to be a little more open-minded. So you can be stubborn and open-minded. You know, you can be old-fashioned and try to accept new technology and new things. Mix them together. Just like this movie. See, I'm bringing it around. Yeah. You can be old-fashioned. Like, there was a moment. The personality will never change of a person. And don't. Don't change it. I mean, unless you're a really horrible, destructive human being. Maybe you don't need to exist. But don't change. You know, I mean... If your behavior and your actions are terrible and horrible and you're out to murder everybody, that's a little bit different than what I'm talking about. I'm talking about personality, you know, like the way you are. If you're naturally flamboyant and open-minded and extroverted and happy and you act goofy all the time, don't let the world take that away. Be that way, but maybe add to it a little bit of reserve when you need to. Add a little bit to it of, 
I feel really exuberant right now and I really just want to sing and dance in the middle of the street, but I'll wait till later. I'll <laughs> do it then, right? You just add to it. Um, at one point I, I told, I emailed, I texted you and said, Oh crap, I've turned his TV off and he has this like a satellite dish. He had gone to bed. I couldn't get the TV to come back on. I was like, fuck, I put the wrong button. I've done something wrong. Couldn't get it to come on. I heard him wake up in the night and I went in there and I said, I turned your TV off. I don't know how to turn it on. And he had he instantly, I went back to when I'm seven year old. He's like, he picked up the remote. You got to push the goddamn button. And I'm like, I did push the goddamn button because I'm 49 now. So I'm not afraid. I think it's hilarious. But I was sitting in a position in the room at every time where I was behind this other piece of furniture. Didn't realize I handed it to him. He grabs it, takes, he was like over there, pushes the button. The TV comes on, and he made this face like, you fucking idiot. And I said, oh, well, I guess you're magic then. But that vibe that he gives off is super severe, and a lot of people can be intimidated by it. I never was, which is kind of funny because I think I have it as well. And even if it's really harsh, I don't want it to change. You know, I don't want that to go away. I want him in his last moment to still be the cantankerous old fart just also with a little bit of like, you know, a little more something. So I don't know what it would be, though. It's funny. All so, right. So what is the advice? Don't change succinct? who you are. Just add a little bit to it. Right. So let what me remind you. What are you trying to say? Wrap it up? Wrap it up. <laughs> let me remind you about our website, sayscully.com, sidtar.com. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can catch this podcast on the iTunes Music Store the Google Play Store or the RSS feed. Just go to aschoolie.com slash podcast and you can subscribe or just listen on the page. You can email feedback to me at aschoolie.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She hates all of you. And I don't hate anybody. But that doesn't mean I'm not bitchy. You see, I cannot hate you and still be bitchy. And uh, stay classy, uh, Dr. Stephen Strange. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed it and I'm looking forward. It did say at the end, just like on James Bond, Dr. Strange will return. And I'm going to say think for yourself or someone will do it for you.